Keep us, O God, from prejudice. Let us be large in thought, word, and deed. Let us be done with fault-finding and leave off self-seeking. May we put away the pretense and meet each other face to face without self-pity and without prejudice. May we never be hasty in judgment and always generous. Let us to take signs for all things good. Make us to grow calm, serene, gentle. Teach us to put into action our impulses, straightforward and unafraid. Grant that we may realize it is the little things that create differences, that in the big things of life we are one. And may we strive to touch and to know the great woman's heart, common to us all. And O Lord God, let us not forget to be kind. The New Zealand Women's Institute may be known for the excessive amounts of cups of tea and ginger nut biscuits that they consume, but they also have other reasons to be known in the community. Welcome to today's podcast, New Zealand Federation of Women's Institute, Yesterday, Today and Tomorrow. My name is Hannah O'Connor and I will be your host today. This week we will be discussing the New Zealand Federation of Women's Institute and the work they do here in New Zealand and all around different parts of the world. I will first provide you with some information and facts about the Women's Institute. Secondly, I will enlighten you on the problem that the Women's Institute are facing. And lastly, we'll call women all around the world to action to make a change. I will be interviewing my 86-year-old grandmother, who has been a member of the Women's Institute for 46 years and will be supporting her words with information from reputable sources. I am assuming that most of my listeners here today don't know what the New Zealand Federation of Women's Institute is and what they do. This may be a completely new topic for you to hear about. I will endeavour to explain this as clearly as I can. The New Zealand Federation of Women's Institute is a group that provides women around the world a place to feel at home. They volunteer in the community and help to raise money for charities when they can. The Women's Institute is open to women of all ages, but most of the members are older and have retired from their jobs. The first ever Women's Institute was founded in Stony Creek, Canada by Adelaide Hodless. According to the New Zealand Government History website, the New Zealand Federation of Women's Institute was created by Anna Elizabeth Jerome Spencer, in 1921. Anna was a notable New Zealand school principal, orchardist and community leader. She was born in Napier, Hawke's Bay in 1872. A call from her two brothers who were surgeons in England during the First World War to come and help in the hospital that was short-staffed got Bessie as she was known to England. Following this, Bessie joined a woman's constabulary going on patrols to get soldiers to safe places off the streets and support women suffering hard times. It was here that she came across the Women's Institute in England and was impressed with what the organisation had to offer women. On her return to New Zealand, she moved in with a friend to live in Hawke's Bay and realised that the women in the district would benefit from meeting together to share ideas and skills. Bessie set up monthly get-togethers to share and teach them cooking skills, to make jams, to preserve fruit, and how to grow their own food. This was the start of the Women's Institute in New Zealand. 
Next February, institutes around the country will be celebrating the centennial of the Women's Institute. New Zealand members will celebrate in Napier as it is the New Zealand founder's birthplace. The Women's Institute quotes, a place to encourage and support all women within their community. This remained relevant for women in town and country communities. They offer friendship and fun, travel and walking groups. They encourage leadership, teach and share homemaking skills. According to the Stuff article written in 2017 by Paula Holbert, there is a rapidly declining number of members in the New Zealand Federation of Women's Institute. This article therefore is a call to action for many women around the country to keep a dying community alive. It asks those who want to help the community and be a part of a group to join them. I've seen how much confidence and joy that my grandmother gains from being a part of this group and I would hate to see it disappear due to low numbers. The number of friends that you gain from a group like this is hard to find anywhere else. It brings like-minded people together on a mission to help people in need. Our special guest this week is my grandmother, Janet O'Connor, who is 86 years of age and has been a member of the New Zealand Federation of Women's Institute for 46 years and counting. She will be sharing some of her memories and the reason that she loves to participate in this federation. She's been a member of the Gisborne Women's Institute for most of her life and has just recently moved eight hours across the country to New Plymouth and has since attended two meetings at the New Plymouth Women's Institute. I'm looking forward to hearing how she has found the shift and what she and her friends are up to at the moment. Without further ado, I would like to invite Jana O'Connor to my podcast. Hi, Grandma. How are you? Thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to come and share your knowledge with my listeners. Hi, Hannah. I am doing well. Thank you for having me on your podcast today. I'm excited to share my wealth of knowledge with your listeners. I love to help out when I can. You've had many years of experience in the Women's Institute in many different locations. Would you like to start off with telling us a bit about how you first heard about the Women's Institute and what brought you to join? I first heard about the New Zealand Federation of Women's Institute when I was only 29 years old. I was not a member at this time. I was in Brisbane, Australia and pregnant with my son. He was a rhesus baby, so I had to go to the hospital for checkups often. I lived further away, so I started to stay at the Women's Association Hostel while I was in Brisbane. I was so appreciative of the service they provided me. They let me stay at the hostel for an unbelievably cheap price. Let me do my laundry and provided meals. They were very hospitable. So when I moved back to New Zealand, I wanted to join the Women's Institute. It was also very handy that the meetings were being held in a hall that was straight across the road from where I lived in Ruritoria. I had three young children, so accessibility was important to me. That's an awesome story, Grandma. Accommodation is so expensive these days, so that is very nice they were so accommodating of you. How did you feel when you first went to one of the meetings? Did you feel welcomed? I felt very welcomed when I attended my first meeting. The women at the Institute are all so inviting. They make a point of making you feel welcome and introducing you to everyone. All visitors and potential members are made to feel a part of everything. They have such a positive atmosphere at the meetings 
and are always interested in what you are up to and how your family are doing. It's like having a second family from home. I do remember when I dropped you off to your first meeting in New Plymouth a few months ago and the president of the institute came out to the door and made sure you were all right getting in. It looks like such a great environment. I have heard that Women's Institute does lots of work in the community. Could you tell me about this? Yes, we are involved in charity work and supporting other charities every month. All of the members think of potential charities and these are put to the board. They decide what charity we will be supporting that month. Each month is a different charity. Examples of charities we support in the last few months are Men for Change, SPCA and Auckland's Children's Hospital. Additionally, once a month we cook lunch for a daycare club for Alzheimer's sufferer. We normally cook them corned beef as something they really enjoy. I enjoy helping at this event as I love to cook and I also get to do it with my friends from the Institute. At the meeting each month we have raffles that raise money for these charities. This gives me an opportunity to donate money and be in the hat to win something back. We also make cookbooks that are fundraisers for the club. The recipes come from members of the Institute. One of the passions of many of the members is cooking, so we like to incorporate that into the work we do. I have seen lots of your cookbooks in your bookcase. These have great recipes in them, very handy for a college student like myself. In your 46 years of being in the Women's Institute, what has been your favourite part? I think that would have to be the companionship and lifelong friends that I have made. I don't really go out that much due to the COVID-19 scare we have had in New Zealand. If I did not have the meetings to attend, I don't think I would have made any friends in New Plymouth. They are all interested in similar things I like and are around the same age as me. I still try to keep in contact with my old institute friends from Gisborne. My other day, my good friend Alison from the Gisborne Institute called me and told me that she thought she might be able to win the cake section of the Gisborne show now that I'm gone. It's it's so nice to hear that your favourite part is the friendship. I think that this is such an important part of of the New Zealand community. Everyone's sticking together and helping those that are in need. Without huge amounts of money being involved, you managed to do a lot to help. The time that you volunteer to help others is priceless. I, along with many others in our community, can appreciate the value of these small groups in our community that are there to support others. Now, have you won any prizes in in any competitions? Yes, I have won many prizes over my 46 years of membership, but the titles I'm most proud of are Gisborne Show four-time champion for best fruitcake, Gisborne Show best piece of cooking in the whole show for my fruitcake, I've also won many prizes for my preserves like jam and lemon honey. This is where I developed my love of baking as I baked for the Gisborne Show. We competed against other Women's Institute regions and one would be crowned with the most points and win a trophy. I can vouch for this and tell you that my grandmother is a very talented baker. I remember you telling me that you made your way up the leadership ladder in your institute. Could you tell me about this? Yes. So I became so involved in my Women's Institute that I was, became the secretary for three years while I was in Muratoria, then president for four years. And then I moved to Gisborne where I was vice president for, for a number of years. Wow, it sounds like you really got yourself involved. 
Women's Institute sounds like one of those groups that has been forgotten by many, but one that has played an integral role in the growth of societies. After the COVID-19 pandemic scare here in New Zealand, these small groups are starting to show resurrection as the value of small community groups increases. Thank you so much for talking to me today, Grandma, and sharing some of your insightful knowledge with my listeners. It is greatly appreciated. If you would like to join, you can visit the official New Zealand Federation website at www.wi.org.nz and find contact information to the institute that is closest to you. Or you can visit the New Zealand Federation of Women's Institute Facebook page and send them a message. In conclusion, I would recommend exploring your local community and seeing what groups are available to join. I know that my grandmother has found a purpose in attending the monthly Women's Institute meetings. They give an opportunity for secluded people to meet new people and socialise with others that have similar interests. It only costs a mere $27 to sign up for the year. I don't see why you wouldn't grab this opportunity. If you want to become something greater than yourself and help a dying community. Thanks for listening to this podcast. If you like it, please give me a thumbs up and a review or tag me in your posts. I love to see what all my listeners are up to in this COVID state we are in at the moment.